This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We mentioned yesterday the appeal from Moz Chitin. So it's good to talk a little bit about it from a halachic standpoint. You take a look in the opening Ramah and Simon Tovchov Tezanachos Pesach, the Ramah writes the following. He says, Uminog Liknois Chitin. There's a minog to buy chitim, to wheat, lechalkom laniyim, to distribute to aniyim l'tzarech Pesach, for the sake of Pesach. Now what's interesting about this Ramah is the wording that he uses. He calls it a minhag. Minhag. What is a minhag? Minhag means not obligatory. What difference does it make if you call it a minhag or you call it a chiv? Because we know the halacha is, any time that we have a halachic obligation to give something, one is not permitted to use maizu money for that. Maisa money is not allowed to be given for anything that's an obligatory uh, chiv. So let's say, for example, for Matonis Lev Yoinim, one was not allowed to use Maisa money because Matonis Lev Yoinim was a chiv. That we discussed the Shiloh, what about Machtas HaShekel? Is Machtas HaShekel a chiv or a minig? So we said that's also something we should be machmir. But if the Ramah calls this a minig, it means it's not an obligation. It's a minig, it's a nice thing. So then the Chayrish should come out that one would be and should be permitted to use Maisa money to distribute Moaz Chitim. If not, why does the Ramah call it a minute? So, if you look in the Dark Moshe, he writes that he quotes from the Yorzerua, that the Yorzerua says that the Mekar for what we call Mos Chitim is actually Yushalmi and Baba Basra. Yushalmi, the first parak of Baba Basra, talks about Kol Mishador, anyone who lives in the city for 12 months. So you're now obligated to give Mos Chitim. Not only are you obligated, you're also able to be on the receiving end. Uh, you can only live a certain amount of time until you get all the government's benefits. Right? That's where people come to this country so they can get all the, the free things the government offers. But you have to at least be there for 12 months. If you're there for 12 months, then you have to give and you get to receive. So the Sharitzim brings down a kasha from the base David. The base David asks, if it's Yushalmi and Baba Basra, that's not a minug. That's a chiv. What do you mean minug? Minug sounds like this was a custom that was not any source anywhere in halacha. It was made up you know, a couple hundred years ago. This is well sourced in Yushalmi. How can you call it a minug? So if you look in the base David, it's interesting. The Mishtaburah just says, I am base David, Masha Tiritz. So I actually looked up the base David, because it sounds like the Mishtaburah wasn't so fond of the base David's Tiritz. If you look up the base David, he says an unbelievable Kiddush. The base David says, you know why the Ramah calls it a Minag? Because the Bavli argues on the Yushalmi. That the Bavli nowhere mentions Maal's Chitim. The answer is because the Bavli doesn't hold of such a thing. Therefore, the Ramah called it a Minag. Because it was only in Yushalmi and not in Bavli, so he calls that a minute. That's the tarot that the base David gives. Now, if you say it that way, then it's a legitimate minug. If it's a legitimate minug, you should be allowed to use Meiser money because it's not obligatory. The problem is the Sharetzian doesn't answer like that. The Sharetzian answers of Vada giving money to poor people before Pesach is obligatory. So what does the Ramon mean when he says minig? He says the minig was what you distribute to them. Not the distribution. Giving poor, giving people money to help make Pesach, that's a long minig dating back to Yusham. So what's the minig of the Ramon? The minig was what you gave them. You tried to give them chitin, so this way they can make their own mat, so they can make their own food. So according to the Mishnaburah, the Sharetzian, Avad, the actual concept of giving money is not a minig, it's a chiv. So if that's the case, then L'chairah, you should not be allowed to use my some money. Because it's according to... It's a without a difference, because I'll give one dollar... Oh, good. And a chrami. And the rest of... That's Rebbe Yasha Paskas. We'll get to that in a second. That's Rebbe Yasha's halacha. That's what he holds. What you do halacha al We don't fulfill that minute today. Correct. We don't do that minute today. Which is why maybe the whole thing becomes a minute. So halacha al-maisa. Could someone use his maisa money for Moschid? So if Shlomo Zaman Orbech Paskin, yes. 100%. 
Why? So being that today it can't be enforced because we don't have a city today that the, you know, the, the Bailam can enforce it. B, there's no set amount. And it became a minute. And therefore, says since it's a minute, you can use my simon. Rebel Yashiv says no. Rebel Yashiv says you got to give a beer minimum of non maisa money. Give, I don't know, a dollar, 50 cents a quarter. Then the rest of it you can give for maisa money. That's Rebel Yashiv's psaka lochla maisa. And Shem Zalman points out as well that the, the idea of Moschitim is not only to buy, you know, what we call the Kimcha de Pesach, it's not only to buy matzah. Shem Zalman held it goes for all of the Tzorchi Pesach, which includes today clothing. Right, clothing is quite a big expense for Pesach. I can tell you firsthand. Right, buying clothing and shoes and dresses and things like that. That's also included in Kimcha de Pesach. So when you give your money to Moschitim, it might not only go for food. It might go for matzah and food and, and other things that are needed in the Pesach experience of the Yom the Mishnah brings down that a Tamut Chacham is also chayiv to give Moschitin. What's the Chiddush? What does it mean a Tamut Chacham is also chayiv to give Moschitin? So the B'tzal Zolti in his Mishnah's Yaivitz makes the following observation. B'tzal Zolti points out that this mitzvah of Moschitin is not begedet stock. He points out, where is this mitzvah found? The opening of Hilchas Pesach. This mitzvah should be in Yardeh, Hilchas Tzedakah. Says the B'tzal Zolti, this is not Tzedakah. This is a chaylik of Simchas Yamtif. And that's why even if a Tamut Chochem would be part of from other tzedakah-based obligations, he's chayiv in this. Because this is not tzedakah. This is a chaylik in Simchas Yom and that's why it's in Nechaz Pesach. Therefore, says Rebbe Zolti, that's why even if a Tamut Chochem is exempt from paying other masim, other taxes under tzedakah, this he has to pay, because this is to ensure Simchas Yom for someone else. And that's why, says Rebbe Zolti, that's why it's found over here in Nechaz Pesach, and not in Nechaz Tzedakah. The Mishabur also points out, that the amount that you have to give is depending on your financial situation. Everyone has to give whatever they can give, whatever you're able and financially stable. But the Mishnah does say, for those who don't give, and obviously we're talking about those who could and should, he says, They have an Avera. They're carrying an Avera with them. It's a very terrible thing not to give when you could give. It's interesting, the Sharetzin has a kasha. He wants to know, why is this the only yom that we collect money for? So obviously, Sharetzin didn't realize what they charged for matzah here. He didn't realize what they charged for, you know, all the kosher Pesach products are highly expensive compared to what they are during the year. But the Sharetzin, in fact, the kasha. Why is this the only yom if we go around having a takana to collect money for people? So he gives two terutzim. His second terutz is, uh, I guess, more logical. He says, listen, people are poor. They don't have money. They can't eat chametz. And there's not enough matzah to go around. So you're kind of setting them up for disaster. What are they going to eat? And his first terrace is even more interesting. His first terrace is that since on Pesach, there's an element of cheres. Everything is supposed to be done, api cheres. So for people that are not financially stable, they're not going to be able to really experience cheres. So in order for them to really experience cheres, says Rishayatzin, that's why we make sure everyone has what they need when it comes to Pesach, as opposed to, let's say, sukkahs and shvuas. The simple answer, I would have said, is because the prices are not as expensive on, pe- on shvuas and sukkahs as they are on Pesach. At least in the world we live today, everything is much more expensive comes Pesach, so we need extra money to be able to, uh, to survive. That's what I would have thought is the, perhaps the more simpler terrace to that, uh, to that kasha. But halach la maisa, it, uh, one could use maisa money, I think one could use maisa money. If you want to be machma for so you just give a little bit non-maisa money, and the rest of it you'll be able to use for, from maisa money. The other shayla that comes up as we get uh, closer to Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the question about eating matzah. Right, Me'ikar Adin, Al-Pi the first time you're not allowed to eat matzah is on Erev Pesach. There's even a Machloikis, we're showing him when on Erev Pesach does the Yisra begin. Does the Yisra begin Erev Pesach in the morning? Or does the Yisra begin Erev Pesach the night before? Or we call Lel Badikas Chametz. When does the Yisra start? 
So this was very negay halacha lemaisa when Shabbos fell out on Pesach. If you remember when Shabbos fell out on Pesach, this was last year, two years ago. Two years ago, when Shabbos, the first night I said it was Moshe Shabbos, so there was a whole tumult, what do you eat for the Friday night Suda? So the question is, what's the big problem? Why can't you eat matzah? Oh, you're not allowed to eat matzah before Pesach. When are you not allowed to eat matzah? Me'ikarad in the first time you're not allowed to eat matzah is the next morning. So that night, Friday night, you could eat matzah. Why did no one suggest that? I shouldn't say no one, very few people suggest it. That's because Ramay Shafainstein held that that's not uh, minute. He held that we passed him like those we showed him that it's already also the night before. That was why most people didn't eat Friday night matzah. But Mi'ikar Eddin Alpi Allah, the first time you're not allowed to eat matzah is not till Erev Pesach in the morning. So now there's only a minute not to eat matzah. They say over from Abchayim, Abchayim Salvechik brought a very Gishmak Arai from the Manashtana. What does it say in the Manashtana? Shabachala is on Oichlim Chometsu Matzah. Halayla Zekula Matzah. Frekhtab Chaim, what do you mean Shabachala is on Oichlim Chometsu Matzah? The night before Pesach, I wasn't allowed to eat Matzah. So how does it say in the Manashtana that every night, every night we can eat Chometsu Matzah, but tonight we only eat Matzah? Last night I wasn't allowed to eat Matzah. Elamai says of Chaim, you have arrived from the Manashtana, that you talk are allowed to eat Matzah the night before. The Isra Achilas Matzah only starts the next morning. That's a famous raya that Chaim brought from the Manashtana. But, Oh, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says, it's not true. Every other night I couldn't eat Chometz and Matzah. I'm not allowed to eat Matzah last night. It's a statement you made, a statement that's not true. That's what Chaim's right. Now, Halach Lamaya said there's different in Hogim of when to stop eating Matzah. So many people have the minute that the Mishnah Brewer records starting from Meshchaydish. Some people have the minute ready from Purim, which needs a little bit of a Hezbo where that comes from. But be it as it may, the question that everyone deals with this time of the year is what about eating what we call today Chometz Sticker Matzahs? Right, not real hand shmura matzah that you have left from last year, but you have what's called machine matzahs. Would you be allowed to eat machine matzahs when it comes to this minug, or would we say this minug is so important that you're not allowed to eat machine matzahs even now? Now the truth is we'll have to get this either Thursday or next week. It's not even so postured that on Erev Pesach you're not allowed to eat machine matzahs. What about an Erev Pesach mamish? When it's also maker adin, would I be allowed to eat machine matzahs? Because, I mean, chametz sticker matzah, not machine matzah. Chametz sticker matzah, matzah that they sell all year long with the big statement, not for Passover use. Would that be okay in Erev Pesach? So if that's okay in Erev Pesach, it's definitely okay now. But even if you'll tell me that I can't eat that in Erev Pesach, that's because Erev Pesach, it's meikar din also to eat matzah. Now it's only a minute. So it's very likely, according to many opinions, we'll talk about it more later, that it's very possible that only real hand shmura matzah, that yotzah, kosher for Pesach, would be also during this tkufa. So if, let's say, for example, you want to eat matzah on Shabbos, you want to eat matzah during the week, up till Erev Pesach, most likely any chomets dikah matzahs would be permissible, but perhaps you should avoid only the hand matzah that's kosher, or the machine matzah that's kosher for Pesach, that should be avoided even at this point.